0: All right, sonny. What can I get you? Can I have the latest issue of the Peggy Mound Pods in a ninepence mix-up, please? Right you are, young man. What do you want in it? Got some bad language. F's and Jeff's. Uh-huh. Some irresponsible alcohol consumption and the implied promotion thereof. Yep. Uh, what else is there? Do you want any reliably sourced facts or trivia? No. Firmly stated opinions will do. OK. I fill the rest up with rambling. OK. And what do you want in the mix-up? I thought that punchline come in a mile off. Ew. Right, get out. Coming up on tonight's <laughs>
1: musical melody. My problem here is with the preamble. Yes, And I to. quote... Count Eldridge naming himself The Sisterhood for a while and releasing a very strange LP called The Wake. Well, for a start, I'll stop you there. They didn't, cos it's called Gift. <laughs>
0: But what, by their failure to humbly honour their commitments and their successful efforts at keeping aloof from ordinary mortals, do they give that is lasting in return? I swear to God, I write this in the future and find a way to send it back in time.
1: All of these drinks are here because my mother used to be a barmaid. Well I tell you what, I tell you what, Buzz Aldrin doesn't have the lunar module in his kitchen does he? That's no logic. (laughs) Exit! Stage left! Are you alright? Hello and welcome to what is now to be known as the penultimate edition of the Peggy Mount Periodical Hour. I'm Dr Velvet. I am Blackout. And we're here to huddle in the hallway with highlighted hair and hubba-bubba in our gob to scan some fresh printed pages for the latest word in pop and
0: rock. Yes, hello to you, and thank you for dropping into our relaxed, retrospective revelry of some pamphlets of the past, where Britain's best-loved battle axe is never far from our minds, because here, Peggy's always peeping round the page. If you leave over to PeggyManPod.com, info for the particular issue we're discussing is in the show notes. You can find us on the socials, get in touch to say hello, or ask us why we think we're too good for Number One magazine. And before we staff one of the 20th century's most important music rags with a handful of infinite monkeys, Dr Velvet, I've got to ask, what are you drinking?
1: So since we're soon to be immersed in the oh so glamorous world of the pop music, yes, I thought I'd go for it with a bottle of Highgrove Prosecco from Fortnum's, no less. I'm not messing about here. Very,
0: very rock and roll. I'll give you that.
1: Right, and a few strawberries to go with it. Uh-huh. I had it before. It's very nice.
0: What about you? <laughs> uh, I've got a bottle of the Wife of Baths by the Canterbury Ales Brewery in Kent. The wife of Bath if you're northern, bath if you're southern. It's beautiful, it really is. So it's well it's like it's a gold nail, which I usually only go to in a last resort. And it's um it's absolutely fine, I suppose. I doubt I'll be drinking it again. There we go.
1: So you wouldn't actually bath in it?
0: Well it might taste better afterwards. Right, fine.
1: With that, it's time to take to the stage to see who's number one, or indeed to find out who's rated as merely a number two. It's cutthroat in the music business and fast-moving, but help us at hand to keep up with the changing face of music fashion, thanks to Smash Hits. (laughs)
0: Smash Hit was a fortnightly pop music magazine created by former NME editor Nick Logan and published by eMap. It was specifically aimed at the youth market and ran from 1978 to 2006 with annuals, specials and eventually a digital TV channel all in tour. With its glossy finish and an editorial style which could be politely described as quirky, the magazine presented a mix of features and interviews with the biggest names in the hit parade as well as solid layers of interactivity through competitions, posters and perhaps most notably the printed lyrics to current chart entries. We've looked through an issue from the magazine Zenith period, dated 9th of September 1987, with then-Jericho's Mr Mark Shaw stealing the cover limelight and promising features on Jackson, Wilson, Astley and Jovi. So, the obvious question.
1: Were you ripping this from the shelves every week back in the
0: day? I didn't really have to, because my sister used to bring this into the house. So I was reading it from sort of, yeah. uh, about sort of 87 to 91, and, you know... Mm-hmm. I would t- if, if I knew she bought it, I would absolutely go through it. If I missed a week, I wasn't that bothered.
1: Right, OK, OK. I was, if you cast your mind back, I was a magazine whore back yeah. in the day. So I was buying this plus Kerrang! And I know you were buying Kerrang! as well. Yes. Um, plus your Sinclair. Uh-huh. Uh, and on occasion, NME and Melody Maker. And yes, weekly subscription. And I loved this magazine back in the day. Fair. Apart from anything. And I'm looking at this with 50-year-old eyes now. Uh-huh. It's value for money. Uh, you get your 48 pence worth in terms of volume.
0: If you're looking a burn it afterwards, then yes. Hey, hey, hey. and we're off. <laughs> now, I have this actual physical
1: copy somewhere in the attic. I remember buying this because I remember me heart sinking when I saw who was on the cover.
0: OK. We're going we're gonna to get to this, but yeah, OK.
1: I was never asked about Then Jericho, but then you got to take the rough of the smoother Smash Hits. It was a different person every week on the cover. Yeah, and you just yeah. think, oh, God, there's, there's three or four pages I'm not going to read. Um, <laughs> but um, Then Jericho, famous for this. No you. Yes, I'm found you. You will be and as you said earlier, uh, that is Mark Shaw from Then Jericho. It is. On the cover.
0: He's, he's on a motorcycle. He's on a motorcycle. He he must be the rocker. There is absolutely no way on God's clean earth that he's putting a helmet onto his head with that much product in his hair.
1: Agreed. He'll never get the helmet off. There we go. We'll, we'll lure it into the mag with more than him, of course. Um, we're promised features on Black, Pet Shop Boys, Danny Wilson, pardon, Michael Jackson, Rick Astley, Bon Jovi, Wet, 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 and the House Martins. But more importantly than that, beautiful double-sided giant poster... Uh-huh. On one side, and on the other side, some kind of game. Anyway, we're not bothered about that. Let's get into the mag. Let's get into the meat. Yep, yep, yep. You flick over, and you look at the contents page, and you're promised 75
0: pages. Now, this is this is the thing. I will, to go back to what you just said, there is a lot in here. It is yeah. value for money. A lot of it, a decent, decent fucking percentage of it is adverts, but whatever, there is still a lot of content And despite Mm. the 1980s layout and absolute colour smash of the graphics, this is probably the most orderly thing about the whole magazine. Oh, yes. The page numbers for the features are split out from the page numbers for the lyrics, which I think is really fucking helpful. It is. You've got to bear in mind, kids, this is a pre-internet age. If you wanted song lyrics, you were either buying an album and hoping it had them inside, or you're transcribing it from the radio smash hits was like properly oh my god they're written down this this must be it this must be true we'll, yeah. f- we'll find out it's not when we get to the letters page but let's assume for now that all the lyrics are true hey oh, that's right that's right so
1: they tell us what's ahead of us what a journey we're in for um let's just start with the random beginning of the mag a little bit they call bits yeah uh random as fuck um for example the first little bit they have there Uh, How to do the housework, the communards way.
0: It's four four pictures of the communards from a photo shoot Mm. they've done, four smash hits. Sort of sitting around the house, and then they've put humorous captions underneath each photo. I I do like how the magazine, as early as this, they just start how they mean to go on. Yes, they do. It's like a first-year journalism student who's been awake for two days and has just eaten four bags of Haribo.
1: Essentially, four pictures of the communards not doing the housework is... how to do the housework the communards way I will say their house must be lifting if this is the if this is the case <laughs> I think the key word that's going to keep cropping up all throughout this magazine is filler
0: yep <laughs> absolute unremitting filler we've got 80 pages to fill we've only been able to, uh, to sell 33 and a half as advertising what the fuck are we going to put out here it's got to be out on Thursday and you can you can almost hear the panic there Can't are four pages in the bits section. And all I are. get from it is there's a new series of The Last Resort starting on Channel 4 yep. on Friday, and Heart have got a follow-up single out. That's it. Yeah. That's the only take-away, useful takeaway information from this entire section.
1: <laughs> I'm pleased that little section on The Last Resort, the famous Jonathan Ross chat show, yeah. uh, is there, actually, because this showcases... A journalistic trait of smash hits, they have a tendency a frequent tendency to put many words in quotes. Mm-hmm. now this is a little bit ahead of its time because you know how we it became a thing once upon a time where you would literally gesticulate quotes yeah, uh, yeah. A, against a word that you were using ironically or sarcastically, yes, um, they were doing that, however, they don't quite get it it's it's out of context um. Uh, for example I mean they're talking about uh and
0: celebrities that make up the show's guests
1: and guests is in quote yeah. they are guests yeah are they
0: implying that they're not guests I don't <laughs> understand <laughs> is, is the subtext here that the people on the sofa with Jonathan Ross have actually just barged into the building and demanded to be on air
1: they then go on to say um the new house band Steve naive of Elvis Costello and the attractions f- and in quotes, fame. Well they are famous. Why is that in quotes? <laughs> Total overuse of this trait. It's
0: it's it doesn't make sense. All you need to know about the editorial standards, or oh, sorry, the editorial style of this magazine is that this section ends with the words how jolly splendid. Yeah well, yeah. yeah there, there we fucking go. go. And this again and again there's a there's a bit here where one of their reporters has allegedly been talking to Hip Hop Tree or the Fat Boys because they've um, they've covered Wipeout, if you remember that. <laughs> Boys That's in the Beach right. Boys.
1: I liked that song.
0: Yeah, I did as well. Love it. Um, anyway, this, this reporter has asked them if they surf, and they've said, this is in quotes, mm. No, we don't surf because we don't know how to swim. I think we're too fat, really. That's in quotes. Legally, Smash hits a claim and one of them said this. So the writer's response to this in the article is, Ah, yes, you're rather tubby, aren't you? You must be rather fond of the old nosh. So... Smash hits have either sent fucking Bertie Wooster out to secure an interview, or this should be filed in the fucking fiction department. Honorable last mention for this. Um, yeah, they've misspelled the names of Neil Tennant and Brian Ferry in the same fucking sentence. Yes. One of those two used to edit the fucking magazine, lads. His name is on the wall. His photo would still be on the wall,
1: <laughs> with "He used to work here" written in byro beneath the
0: poster. Let's Come move. On. Let's move on to some darkness. Now. They need to
1: really tread carefully here. They really do. Now, listener, in case you didn't know, Blackout and I are born fans of the Gothic. Uh Back in Uh our youth, we were the Gothic rock. Capital, Capital T, capital G. Absolutely. So here we have an article about the Sisters of Mercy. In Smash Hits, yes. In smash hits, now, well, they did now and again tread into that area. Oh no, you're
0: not. I've seen uh, them on top of the pops. It's, you know, it's like they were they were playing the game, kind of very half heartedly the but they were playing it because the label was Absolutely. like, get on the fucking and blow at the smash hits.
1: <laughs> that's well, that's it. That's it. That's the record company, and um, and this is to promote the first single from the new album, Floodland. And um, yeah, now okay, okay, the lead singer of the Sisters of Mercy, Andrew Eldridge, is difficult. Uh, yeah, yeah. in an interview scenario. Um, so, anyway, this interviewer needs to be very careful because I'll not be suited. Anyway, um, the interview <laughs> itself is standard <laughs> Sisters of Mercy fair. Eldritch being enigmatic and evasive, yet revealing at the same time. This is fine. My problem here is with the preamble. Yes. And I quote, Count Eldritch naming himself the Sisterhood for a while and releasing a very strange LP called The Wake... Well, for a start, I'll stop you there. They didn't, because it's called gift.
0: <laughs> the wick... I love how many years late you were going to fucking write this letter into Smash it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> Dear sir, I draw your attention...
1: <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's the Hoshite, that. That is the oh. Um Do your research, Smash Hits. Secondly... And I quote again. Oh, the Sisters of Mercy are back. With a new burling guitar spangle, whatever that means, called This Corrosion, featuring a twittering choir. Twittering choir? Twittering choir. Ken, press play. <laughs>
0: If that is Twittering, I'm Isla Sinclair. That's basically the soundtrack of the website Twitter. Do you know what I mean? Yes. (laughs) Good
1: Lord. This, this, the the stupid magazine that it is.
0: (laughs) The minute we go into the interview, though, Mm. goths claiming they're not goths, absolute fucking standard, I would expect no less.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, well, he's done that for years and years and years. No, they all do.
0: That's what I love about them.
1: (laughs) Yes, I don't know a single one. That says that would proudly stand up with a hand up and say, I am the
0: Gothic. It's not something you can... It's not a, a, a crown you can wear yourself. You have to be given it by other people and then complain about
1: it. That's fair. <laughs> we continue on
0: with bits. The bits are back. The bits are back. Well, the bits never went away, because Christ. They've, they've punctuated bits with, a, with an interview.
1: There's an article next to that about the Wilson sisters. Um, they, they give them a good G up about the tour and all the rest of it. They fail to give the band's name.
0: They're, you know what they're mentioned later on and I've got a bit about that as well they're blown hot and cold on heart that's all y- I'm saying
1: yeah but they don't, they don't mention the band's name nor a one I'll tell you what I'll do in 1987 I'll google it oh wait <laughs> fuck me anyway aside from a very bad uh, bad jacket um, from Michael Jackson merch uh-huh. we get a little section at the bottom of the page bicycle as sat on by a star could be yours competition to win a bike that's been sat on by a star a star D. Lewis who sang the song Stuck on Love
0: whom? Dear listener before we started this and we're having like you know a bit of a pre-flight a bit of a catch-up Dr. Velvet says I haven't got much on Smash Hits (laughs) every fucking line it enraged me
1: (laughs) D. Lewis Stuck on Love
0: I've no idea I've no idea who D. Lewis is. <laughs> Can you <Sorry>. remember this? <music> Not a one. I don't remember that. Did that happen? Not a one.
1: <laughs> anyway. Yeah, oh, go back my... to what you mentioned earlier about the Fat Boys little segment. Um, uh-huh. the Fat Boys talk about the fact that together they are a thousand pounds. And I'll translate that into
0: seventy-one clam. Is that right? I mean, it's not not right, but there's only three of them. But only in the photo, only one of them looks big. Nah,
1: nah, nah. I remember the video. They're big lads. Okay. They're big okay. lads. But, but I mean, they're embracing it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm all for that.
0: I mean, they're embracing it. It's not going to stop smash hits going on about it like they have fucking just noticed, and no one else has. Yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they call, they, they call themselves the fat boys. So, you know, they, they, they truly are embracing it. So, anyway, let's flick over the page. And, um, oh, oh, look, with a unique designer outfit from New Order's True Faith video, I'll set fire to me knackers before I'll wear that.
0: <laughs> What's that about? I, I just, I, you know what? I saw that picture in my branding computer. I turned the page. I didn't even fucking read this. What is this?
1: It's, it was featured in the video, and you can win that outfit. Listener, um, what you must do is download the PDF of this magazine, available on peggymountpod.com, and you'll be able to see this for yourself. I'm not going to go too far into it, because there's more to discuss, such as, for example, the advert below that. Well, it's not an advert, it's, it's a little competition. There are ten personal radio cassette players to be won.
0: Again, why is the word personal in quotes? Right, yes. Fuck me, it's like a bomb bar on the page. About a quarter of the page, going along. um, Ten personal, in quotes, radio caseplates to be won, brackets, plus something quite good to put in them. The fucking bum for this starts with, golly, gosh, cripes, heck, blimey, crumbs, heaven, core. It's fucking Boris Johnson writing this magazine.
1: You know what I mean? That what, they, what they're advertising to win is the Ferguson Escort. Which... Essentially, obviously, is you know, it's it's their version of the Sony Walkman. Can I just point this out? What a name to utilise as a product!
0: And who thought of this? I want to be in the office on the Friday afternoon when that was chosen. <laughs> Everyone's wanting to go home. They've already been to the pub. There's it. Escort. Yep. Have it.
1: <laughs> well. There's that, but what... I mean, it's the connotations that go with it. Did you know that Ferguson, in the same range, they also brought out an electric revolving co device called the Ferguson hooker? <laughs> oh. So, flicking on and flicking on. Now, you mentioned earlier, adverts. There's yeah. a lot of adverts. There is. Um, and there's a full-page ad for Mr Michael Jackson advertising bad because it came out in 87.
0: This is the weird thing. It's a full-page advert for the yep. Bad Album, but uh-huh. mm-hmm. it's a Woolworths advert. It's got their branding on the bottom, which presumably saves CBS spending money doing exactly <laughs> the same thing. It's a fair fucking play at Woolies, I guess. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. We're looking at this. Um, it's not just telling you the advert's out. It's telling yeah. you to go to Woolies and to buy it. You can buy a fucking okay. album anywhere. So, you know, Woolies have got to give you all of the information to get you there on the doorstep on Monday morning at 9 o'clock when they're bringing the shutters up. Mm-hmm. Woolworths had got it for £5.49 on record and tape or £9.99 on CD. Yeah, yeah. This is fucking 1987. I'll grumble if a CD is 10 quid now. Yes, of course, I still buy CDs. Such a price disparity. Was this normal? Because that seems fucking outrageous.
1: No, it absolutely was. <laughs> absolutely. I'll tell you a story now because this album, Bad by Michael Jackson, was the first CD I ever bought. Oh, OK. But I bought it... Before I had a CD player, yeah, that's fair enough. I went to the shop, I bought it, I came home, and I went, Mum, I've bought this. Oh, what is it? Michael Jackson's latest album. All right. How do you play that? It's a compact disc. All right. Well, we haven't got a compact disc player. Yes, that's where you come in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Your mum's like, how much did that cost? Nine ninety nine. She's like, fucking, that's us selling the house.
1: Doing. <laughs> <Come> <laughs> back in 87 well the average CD player back in 87 was about 350
0: quid right right here we go then obviously my question for you is Mm -hmm. how much does 1987's £9.99 translate to in today's money Ken put it on is it A £22.41 B £24.88 or C £26.78
1: oh this is tricky this is tricky Oh, because they're, they're quite they're quite close to each other, those. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm tempted to go middle for diddle, but I'm not. I'm going to go for the
0: first one, 22. I'm afraid you're wrong. Eh yeah. I'm afraid £9.99 of your human earth money in 1987, in this day and age, would be £26.78. Flaps. Now, obviously, Woolies is no longer with us, but weirdly enough... If you go into HMV's website right now and shop for bad, it's only £10.99 on CD, but £32 on vinyl. Yeah. (laughs) How times have changed. Right. (laughs) That is fucking insane. It's a pound more expensive than it was when it came out. (laughs) Wow.
1: That's that's tremendous. Let's flick on. We flick across to... An absolute staple of smash hits, song lyrics. Okay, yes. so we we come across uh, "Causing a Commotion" by Madonna.
0: I don't know that. Yeah, you do. I don't. <laughs> I can see the words. Okay, it's this. I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I wasn't listening to pop in '87. I was. Hey. I just don't know that. Anyway, yeah. And then.
1: Mary's Prayer by Danny Wilson. Not a clue. I've never even heard
0: of these. I know. There we go. Because I'm going to say that I think Mary's Prayer is one of only two sets of lyrics in this whole magazine where the song itself had any lasting fucking impact at all. The other one is Wipeout, that we've already mentioned more than once now. Right. Um, I know Mary's Prayer. Classic song. They had no other fucking hits. (laughs) There we go.
1: If I heard it, I might think, oh, yeah, okay, I know that, but it doesn't come to mind. Nor do the band Danny Wilson. Who? Pardon? What? Nah, I you know have what? no if recollection it, of that band
0: at all. If you're not familiar with Danny Wilson, that's quite fortunate because there's a, a nice explanatory article about them later on. We'll get to that.
1: We will. Let's flick on. I'm going to skim over this because it's duller than shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a two page article at home we'll with the house this.
1: Yeah. At home with the House Martins Paul, Stan, Norman and Dave Open their front doors Oh, come on here, come on
0: This is meant to be a kind of quirky Hey, look, you know the House Martins You've seen their videos They're always having a bit of a joke They're four crazy guys Let's go meet them at home And see see what they're really like They're boring as fuck, ladies and gentlemen
1: <laughs> Stan lives in squalor Because his house is filled with damp I, And he doesn't cook
0: I can't work out If Stan House Martin Is the most boring man alive oh. his, his whole bit there is just a fucking stream of consciousness about his kitchen and his toilet to cry for help. That's what that is. Paul House Martin. He's not much better.
1: No, well, he, his house is empty, so he goes to his neighbours.
0: You know, it's.
1: I think his house is not empty. We're not. We don't go around his house because it's filled with House Martin's records that he's bought to get them up the charts.
0: <laughs> right. This is an actual quote from Paul House Martin. Right. I don't really like the idea of people seeing inside my house because it's the only private thing I've got left now. You can come and have a look if you like. There we right. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that, Paul. That um, doesn't make sense. Not just
1: the fact that they uh, they talk about Norman, uh, Norman House Martin, who uh, apparently nips out in the the dicky dark to go and do graffiti. Why is this being published?
0: He seems to live on the floor in the band's HQ. Um, more dossing, more which squalor. It looks like it's been carpeted with typhoid.
1: yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: He's, he is lying in his own filth, trying to look quirky.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Look at that mattress. When oh, the hell was the last Christ time that Lord. was cleaned? God mean, almighty. I'm itchy just looking at it.
1: Uh-huh. And then we've got um, David Housemartin.
0: Oh, he's got... There's a... Fuck me. Lives with his mum. The living room looks like Bet Lynch has exploded in the corner.
1: He, he actually looks like he lives in odd bins. <laughs> All of these drinks are here because my mother used to be a barmaid. Well, I tell you what, I tell you what, Buzz Aldrin doesn't have the lunar module in his kitchen, does he? That's no <laughs> logic. <laughs> That's no fucking logic to me.
0: Oh, mind bless them.
1: Eh? Uh? nah. I'm going to flick past. I don't know how I can flick past because there's a solo single for Donny Osmond. Uh, he's in it for love, but I'm going to flick past that because I'm yep. not asked. <laughs> We've got some more song lyrics. We've got The Depeche Modes, uh-huh. Never Never Let Me Down Again. Yep. We've got uh, ABC, The Night You Murdered Love. Yep. In in that waistcoat. And it's over by level 42.
0: Very I, good, very good. Again, should come as no surprise, barely even need to say it, but I'm going to anyway, I don't know no. any of these songs. Fantastic.
1: Oh, <laughs> I, know the, I know the Depeche. Oh, yeah, I know, oh, yeah, I know Albra- you're a fan
0: of them. That's fair enough. But I'm just like, who's, who's printing lyrics to fucking level 42? Do they have a singer?
1: Here we go, an article about Rick Astley. Look! It's What's-His-Name.
0: Right, S- I've got fucking notes on this.
1: <laughs> Ooh, <a> shock. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you because, let's face it, this is a curious tone for an article. No-one knows you, Rick. Explain. That's essentially what we've got here.
0: There's, there's like a running joke about people always getting Rick Astley's name wrong. I'm not buying that shit for a fucking second. No, I'm not. And either. I do think that the journal, the the author of this piece, Laura Borg, should be held to account. Mm. Now I've googled her. She's a psychotherapist mm-hmm. these days, so I imagine she's had plenty of time to reflect upon her lies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, the best thing about this interview feature is that it starts on a plane where Dickie Davies is sitting to rows away.
1: I I <laughs> applo- I actually <laughs> applauded when I read that. It's
0: it's, <laughs> it's certainly the only part of it I fucking believe
1: yeah yeah apparently nobody gets rick astley's name right uh they end up calling him nick or dick uh-huh. um, in fact adopting the moniker dick spatsley yeah. is the uh is
0: is, is the, the way forward apparently for rick this, uh, the first time rick astley knew about this was when he fucking flicked through smash hits and read it i fucking guarantee this
1: yeah probably
0: <laughs>
1: apparently rick left school with no o-levels how is that even
0: possible they just booted him out, I think. It just, you know, it got to the age where he wasn't allowed to be there anymore. And I don't know.
1: Do you not even... Well, yeah. Do you not even get a mark for putting your name on the paper, though? I was told you did. <laughs> I
0: don't think you get a pass. I think it's a bit like GCSEs, where, you know, you'll get a mark, but you only really see you got the GCSE if you're over a certain level. But anyway. Fair. Actual quote from Rick mm. here on, mm. on his mm. rock and roll lifestyle, right? And he says this. Yeah. I'm just too sensible for all that. But then, yeah. sensible is a very dangerous label to have, isn't it? Actually, I wouldn't say I was sensible is Rick Astley okay? Is someone looking after him?
1: You know what I mean. <laughs> I think he's being painted here. I think what what Smash Hits were trying to do here is to paint him just as Steve Davis was portrayed by the Spitting Image team. You know, like Mr. Boring, sort of Mr. Bland.
0: In that case, I think it's working very fucking well because they keep making this. They keep making this thing about him having, and I quote, quite a few beers. But you know for a fact yes. he's drinking Carlin, so that shit doesn't count.
1: As well, exactly that. But, Carling, if you want to send us some free samples, then please do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we need the toilet cleaning out. A smash hits interview is just trailing some pop star around while they're trying to do their day-to-day PR work, realising that's boring as fuck, and then padding it out to 1,400 words with some shit that never happened. I'm calling it out.
1: Yeah, calling it out. Let's flick over. Let's flick past (laughs) the talk about. It's like a party on
0: the phone. You know what, though? While I fully expect the magazine aimed at teenagers to be filled with adverts... Yeah. is it wrong for me to think that they should mostly be for records
1: uh, because as, as you just are. noted
0: there are a disturbing number of ads here for premium rate phone lines for just ringing up and fucking listening to songs that was a massive deal I, yeah because smash hits were fucking pushing it out it's one thing to cater for your audience but exploiting the fuck out of them sends a different message
1: <laughs> is that not the whole pop industry
0: give them records they've got records after they bought them it's a fucking thing it's a tangible physical thing in your hand you've got the record once you paid for it what the fuck yeah. do you get when you're like phoning up what the fuck even is that it's it's that other level isn't it of marketing. ken, ken i'm quite angry about this aren't i he's we'll, stuttering. well cut that <laughs> <laughs>
1: let's hear from readers who want to meet other readers
0: yes it's the pen pal section it is And They're mad
1: on this. They're mad on this in every magazine, aren't they?
0: Again, full bastard home addresses just printed in a national magazine. They don't care. They don't care. Now,
1: there's many here, so we can't go through them all.
0: (laughs) I like how they're not using surnames for these. That's an editorial decision because that's totally more secure when someone fucking boots in the door at Fairway Drive asking for Barry. Yes. (laughs) Uh, barry, who who are you? I read Smash Hits. It's barry in. It's worrying. There's not a single fucking word about hating punks or slaughtering here. How, how far we've come in six years. <laughs> uh,
1: uh,
0: yes. Mind you, most of the people here are punks who love slaughtering. So.
1: I've got a couple of honourable mentions. Um, here we go. Andra. I'm assuming it means Andrea, but it's a typo. Right. She's from our neck of the woods. She's from Bladen-on-Tyne. Uh-huh. Very generic, neutral, but well-rounded advert, I think. Unlike someone else from our region, who's in Peter Lee... Uh-huh. Hi there. Is there anybody out there who wants to write to a 14-year-old girl, blah, blah, blah? No, there isn't. No, there isn't.
0: <laughs> Again, it's, that's the fucking game they're playing here. It's absolutely insane. There's two. There's one from Singapore and one from Kuala Lumpur. They're fucking made up. they put that in to make it look a bit more fucking, like, diverse and exciting. The readership of Smash Hits is 100% percent preteens who live in nondescript towns only accessible by B-roads... And they like Mel and Kim. That's fucking it. I mean, there are people who want to contact people from elsewhere. like You've got Sophie, haven't you?
1: I've got Sophie. <laughs> um, hi, I'm 11 years old and would like pen pals from anywhere except England. I tell you what, just not messing about.
0: <laughs> Sophie lives in Dartford. <laughs> I uh-huh. can't imagine how difficult life must have been for her. Hating English people when she lives yes. in England. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie, I hope you're happy now. Um, <laughs> still in Dartford.
1: <laughs> the final one that I sort of want to bring to prominence is calling all Depeche Mode fans who live in London or Basildon. W- would like to meet anyone between the ages of 1 and 101. That's right. Open the doors to some nutters there, Ian JNR. That's another point in the name. <laughs> Ian JNR. Is that Ian Jr.? Yes, that's what's, Ian Jr. What's happening here?
0: Yeah, no, that's Ian Jr. What that means is that his dad is also called Ian. So because they're doing first names only, he can't just say, oh, address it to Ian at this address. He's had to put Ian Jr. so his dad isn't opening his fucking post when a 99-year-old Depeche Mode fan writes to him.
1: (laughs) Get me out of this. All right, flick on. uh, Curiosity killed the cat. Da-da-da, da-da-da. And then we get to the cover feature. Uh, Mark Shaw from Then Jericho. There we go. There we go.
0: Now, in my mind... Then mm-hmm. Jericho were a bit of a thing. Mm-hmm. They weren't They were my, they so. they my thing, but I knew all of them. Yeah,
1: they were massive. They were massive for a for, a ve- for about two months. They were, they were massive. Well, this is
0: the thing? I look now. Wikipedia tells me that they only had four top forty singles ever. Fucking yep. Rick Astley had more than that in his first year. That's right. No, they they disappeared from prominence rather quickly. I remember. Is this basically him getting sacked from another job? When you read this. When you read yes. the article, it's just about him yes. being sacked from every single fucking job he's ever had. Poor old mean, Mark Shaw. He's had a shit life. He doesn't mind who knows about it. This is a this this is a journalist fucking sitting in on a therapy session.
1: There are some alarming statistics that go with this interview. 14 different schools, 15 different houses, sacked from 30 jobs, all by the age of
0: 21. The what now? You know what I mean? He's just like, why Why is he not in prison? The school's thing was just because his parents were moving around a lot. That's not him being expelled. Although, by no. all accounts, he was also shit.
1: i tell you what did actually surprise me. His use of the word bastard in this
0: interview. <laughs> yep, fair. Yeah, Again, there's no editorial fucking control in this magazine. You type it, no, they will no. print it. <laughs> no one is checking this. I, I
1: I applauded this, but at the same time, I, I felt like saying, Eee, Mark Shaw, I'm going to tell. You know?
0: <laughs> I'm going to get your sag from Pop.
1: Yeah, right. There seems to be a very pro-capitalist angle to this... Right. ...interview. It's all very, oh, the luxurious trappings of Pop. He's travelling first class. He spends £500 on a jacket. Blah, 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 blah. It's
0: all 80s money, money, money. I think you need that to lift you above the absolute cesspit of the rest of his life, the poor bastard. I guess. There's a bit where he's talking about the, um the famous London nightclub billies. Mm -hmm. And again, direct quote. So one night I met this girl there called Jean, took her back to my place and shacked up with her. Then basically we had a row with my mum and that's how I ended up moving to London. End quote. I can't help feeling there's some pretty crucial details missing from that anecdote. (laughs) Details which perhaps do not paint Mr Shaw in the very best of lights. Yes, yes. He says he gets sacked from 30 jobs, never mentions why. Mm-hmm. Almost as if he's leaving out phrases like "shit on the carpet" or "beheaded the cat." <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> to be clear, I'm not saying that that did happen, but also Mark Shaw isn't saying it didn't, and he's the one dredging up the past here. So you know. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah.
1: Um, let's flick over. Oh, oh, there's a the striking advert. Look, look, look at this. That.
0: Look at this fucking beauty, ladies and gentlemen. Page thirty-one, Smash Hits an advert for the Philips D6608 triangular yellow personal cassette player from their moving sound range with a built-in speaker.
1: See, I know from the tone of your voice you're in love with this.
0: I am. This is the epitome of 1980s chic, and I fucking want it. There's only three buttons on the top, which means it's a player, not a recorder. A speaker that small is going to sound shit. Yes. Uh, Because the whole thing has a downward point pointing triangle... It's got to fit a rectangular cassette in it. It's about three times the size of anything else that does the same job.
1: It's the three times the size of the Austin Princess.
0: <laughs> and also, you can't lay it flat on the table because of all the fucking bulges coming out of it, but I want this. Mm. Now, a lot of Philips moving sound products were yellow around that time. Yeah, yeah. It's a colour that I associate with the late 80s anyway because I had a I had an Ocean Pacific sweatshirt that I wore the fuck out of. It was yellow. Oh, <laughs> Now, I've checked. Of course I've checked. There is currently one of these on eBay. If you want a regular-shaped yellow tape player from their move and sound range, you can get one from under like, under 30 quid. That's fine. If you want the triangular D6608, there is one, and it's a buy-it-now, a very reasonable £1,484. Pardon me? Also, it's in Australia, so the postage to listeners in the UK is going to be the thick end of 50 quid. I ain't buying that. I don't want it that fucking much that's, that's just someone putting a ridiculous price on it. They will never sell it. They know that. It'll drop down to fucking 30 quid in a month's time. But, you know, yeah, someone has looked at this. It's all boxed. The, the box is there. The a the sheet of stickers that you get with it. The headphones. It's never been used. It's fucking pristine, this thing, other than slight shelf weight of the box. 1,500 quid. I, I, let me think about it.
1: <laughs> I know you've got it on watch. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. 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 There you
0: go. Mm-hmm. Okay Flip over the page
1: uh, We've got part two of the Phillips Walkman-y adverts
0: Yeah, they've taken out two separate pages
1: Not yeah. side
0: by side It's not like a double page spread It's one there You flip over the page There's another advert for it They've smashed the fuck out of it with a ball hammer What's going on there?
1: Yes, they have
0: Good Lord It's not putting me off it I don't see the point in paying for an entire second page Just to show the Walkman smashed up And all the bits that were inside the Walkman it's, Sorry, it's not no. a Walkman, is it? You can't call it a Walkman
1: Well, a, a personal stereo
0: Yeah there was yeah. an advert for an actual Sony Walkman only six pages earlier, so, you know, it's definitely not a Walkman. It's a Philips,
1: yeah. More adverts, more song lyrics. Oh, there's a lot of adverts. But then we get to something called Get Smart. Do you know what? I didn't actually mind this bit.
0: Yours and my notes, exactly the same. So, yeah, it's it's not at all bad.
1: It's a poor man's version
0: of Paul on Pop. <laughs> kind of is a bit. The, um, it's basically a Q&A column. People right in with a silly question it is answered um but the answers feature some actual research yes there are answers to fucking inane questions like is andrew originally going to work with george michael again but the wacky tone of the rest of the magazine is largely absent here so mm-hmm. i sort of didn't mind it
1: exactly if if more of the magazine had been in this tone yeah cracking
0: there is a there is a theme here where uh, well, yeah we're just about approaching the halfway mark and the more not mature content but the more sensible content has managed to fucking sneak in
1: we come across a little bit of info uh we got a, a wee half page on colin veacombe from black
0: yeah well yeah what what is this this well, is this is called the personal file mm. so again it's sort of like a very quick profile type piece um and again, this is probably more what I was expecting going into this magazine in terms of an interview format. Ridiculously broad questions, just from a template, but it's very stripped down. It's a lot zippier as a result. Mm-hmm. But again, Colin Verncombe, he just comes across as inherently boring. Uh, and we, slightly aggressive. We, you know what? I heard Black's Records back in the day, so I fucking knew that anyway. Colin Verncombe is a man who spends 90 minutes browsing beige paint in B&Q, then leaves without buying anything. Absolutely. He has every right to be angry with himself.
1: Uh, I have every right to be angry with him. First (laughs) concert, he says, Queen at the Liverpool Empire. I must confess, I did all the first five Queen albums. Am I still a fan? Far from it. No, I think Freddie's definitely after Liberace's vacant throne. I'll tell you what, there's undertones there. (laughs) Wouldn't you say, Colin?
0: (laughs) Leaving aside the dig at Freddie Mercury... Bear in mind, he's kind of disowning Queen after the Flash Gordon album. So I know where he's coming from with that.
1: No, 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 no. It's a dig at Freddie, not the band. Good Lord, let's flick over. Uh, next song lyrics we've got. Chris Ria, Loving You Again. Never heard of this. Are they, are they making all. songs up for this? <laughs> I think it's got the same tune as Driving Home for Christmas.
0: Hey, good God. You know. It's been so long now.
1: Since we was <laughs> mad That's how he sounds when he's like things.
0: that's like he's in the fucking room. That is uncanny. If I wasn't looking at you while you were doing Thank that, you. I'd be I would Thank swear you. blind he was hiding behind a screen.
1: I've got a question for you with the advert that's below it though. Mm-hmm. It's an advert for sun in. I mean this is a popular product in the eighties. Yeah. For that natural sunlight and look. You are blonde.
0: Ish, yeah. Did you ever use this? Nope. Did you not? Okay. Well I am mean, apart from anything else. There's a girl on the advert. Why would I use that? Demographically, it is not speaking to me. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sure they did. But if you want a lad to use it, you put a lad at the front of the advert. That's basic fucking marketing. There's a lad in the background of the advert, but he's looking at the blonde girl, smiling at her hair, which is fine. You know, there's three pictures at the bottom. It's blow dry, you know.
1: I Tell you why I'm asking because I'm looking at the length of her hair, and in 87, I'm sure yours is about that long.
0: No, 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 mine didn't come that long until about 90, so yeah.
1: Was it? Yeah. All right, okay, I, th- I thought it was after that. There you go, I'm fair enough.
0: At which point okay. the only thing I was regularly putting in my own hair was my vomit.
1: Uh, I, I, no, it wasn't. It was Thunderbird Red Label as well.
0: <laughs> there we go, there we go.
1: I remember that night. Yeah. All
0: right, um,
1: actually I don't. <laughs> and, I'm ple- and I'm quite pleased about it. <laughs> Uh, Okay, we flick over the page and we've got an in-depth interview with, of course, the Pet Shop Boys.
0: Right. Yeah. They've done a track-by-track breakdown on their Actually album. Mm. And again, you know that Tennant, he gets a two-page pass to talk about his own stuff here because he used to be the editor and because he's got dirt on the staff who are still there.
1: Absolutely that. He's got carte blanche, that man. Yeah.
0: I do like the idea of the article, though. It's sort of like a written director's commentary.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's not so bad. The The comments about the song It's a Sin interested me because it um, refers back to his childhood yeah. and his schooling at St Cuthbert's Grammar School in the north of England, in Newcastle. Uh-huh. Um, and he actually made the front pages of The Evening Chronicle. Listener is a, a local tabloid up here in the north-east of England, still going, now just called The Chronicle, um, but it made the front pages. Or as they call it on the streets... Ronnie Gill. Ronnie Gill. <laughs> absolutely right. Uh, the school was not impressed.
0: Yeah. yeah. And some so, somebody had the audacity to call Neil Tennant a poser. You know what? He is absolutely right airing this fucking laundry in public. I do like this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he is fucking fuming about it. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, some fucking loudmouth shit from my old school has slagged me off. In the fucking paper, they haven't even put their fucking name in there. When I find out who they who that is, their head's going down the toilet, severed from their yep. body. And you're like, "Go on, Neil." But
1: yeah, so he's he's vetting his spleen in that little piece. But uh, more importantly, they are talking about the album. It's not a bad piece.
0: Yeah, no, no, it's no, um, all right.
1: Yeah. We we can't we can't uh, we can't linger too much longer because you have got to flick over because you have got the song lyrics to Hourglass by Squeeze. Nah, me neither. Nope. <laughs> Let's turn the page again. What have we got? Oh, this looks interesting. Now, this is an advert here for the
0: popular chocolate bar Crunchy, but it's not just all about the Crunchy, is it? No. Apparently, Crunchy sponsored uh, a, a live, an entire live tour for the um, for the for the rock combo Five Star. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And what they've done is they've taken four tracks, four live tracks, yeah, and they've made an exclusive. Double sided picture disc, and they put them like mm. this. Yeah, this is fucking amazing.
1: It's, it's amazing. They start the description by saying, No one captures that Friday feeling better than five star. I mean, people's Friday feelings are subjective out of thought, but if your perfect Friday is miming and dancing to Janet Jackson esque music whilst wearing sequined shoulder padded jumpsuits with your family,
0: I'm all for it. Well, apart from anything else, no one captures that Friday feeling better than five star. Anyone anyway, reading that is like, well I thought you did that, Crunchy. I thought you were the ones who captured that. Is there fucking two of you now? I've got two things to remember. Oh, it's five star and it's crunchy. That's two things I've got to do every Friday. Okay, fine, let's fucking do this, right? Another thing I've got to buy, right? <laughs> um, they don't tell you what the tracks are. No, they don't. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna assume that one of them is a cover of Agadoo, where the back and track consists entirely of guitar feedback loops. Um, uh uh-huh. But there is something about the exclusivity of this mail-away-only record which makes me want it. Here we go. That said, prices fattened, for this, prices for this on eBay start at five pounds forty, including postage. And you know what? I don't think I wanted that much. <laughs> for for some reason, the eBay prices do go up to forty-four pounds for exactly the same fucking thing, yeah. which makes me think that someone didn't check the rest of eBay before listing it. That's right. Unless, unless that is five stars dad's account. <laughs> right. Got a fucking garage full of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyway, flick over the page and um, listen, there's there's some song lyrics for a song called Secret Agent Man stroke James Bond is back. Do you know what? I really struggled with this. I looked at that thinking, who is it? Because it did not tell you who the <laughs> the, the, the band is. <laughs> I, I genuinely thought that was. I thought it was Harold Faltermeyer. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I could... Initially,
0: yeah, I initially can sort of say I did. That, yeah. It's certainly the yeah, kind of yeah. photo shoot he used to enjoy doing. No, it's um, it's Mr. Bruce Willis. It as, is. As part of his um, Return of Bruno sort of era, when he's putting out mm-hmm. a lot of cover versions. I have no memory of him releasing this song as a single album. I never heard Me the album neither. anyway, but I, I do not remember him doing this. I mean, fair play, whatever, you know.
1: I, I remember him doing Under the Boardwalk. Yeah, um, yeah. But guilty pleasure here. Okay, so I've got the soundtrack album from Moonlighting, right, which features various members of the cast singing. Is that what gave him the idea for this then? I think so, because okay. he sings under the boardwalk on that album, and I think people thought this has actually took off. Um, Sybil
0: Shepherd sings Blue Moon. Hey, Bruce, Bruce, you should totally do an album of this stuff. That's all he needed.
1: That's it. That's all he needed. But so, um, yeah, he just he did Limbo Rock, as I once did the Limbo Rock. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. To Danny Wilson, an interview with the, the members of Danny Wilson. Right here it's we strange are. strange.
0: This now yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. now you're going to find out who Danny Wilson are not is are they've named themselves after a person, and then they spend half the interview complaining that oh people just think we're a person. You know like, well, yes. why? Why do you think that is, Danny? I'm not Danny. Shut up.
1: <laughs> well, they, they they've gone through a trauma to get that name in the first place because they changed the name. Initially, they were called Spencer Tracy. Yep. Yeah. And then they change the name, blah, blah, blah. I tell you what, Danny Wilson people, how about you just create a name instead of looking through the Hamlin Book of
0: Hollywood as your only inspiration? Yeah. If, you, if you ask me, maybe, might be better if you if you called yourself Eartha Kitt. C- call yourselves the Danny Wilsons or the Eartha Kitts. You don't really seem to get bands like Danny Wilson and like Johnny Hates Jazz anymore, do you? Johnny
1: Hates Jazz, like, there you go. No, I
0: mean, it's like reading this... They're actual musicians who play real instruments and they go home, they write proper songs, they get signed to a record label to do all of that and their output is so fucking insipid that you forget the songs as you're listening to them. Yeah. Doesn't seem to happen anymore. Not with bands. Solo artists, it certainly fucking does, but yeah. Yes. Um, Perhaps notable is that this isn't Mm. a straight interview feature. They've just let the three members of the band write 250 words about whatever the fuck they're like and they've printed it unedited. Yeah. <laughs> At least, I assume it's unedited because if this is what they left in, then fucking hell. An actual quote here from um, from the singer Gary. I've got a twin brother, Scott, who's the opposite of identical. He's nothing like me. Well, thanks for clearing that up, Gary. I was confused for a second.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, fucking hell. I do like the name Jed Grimes.
0: That's made up. <laughs> There's no way, no way that's his real name.
1: It's not, but I like it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's flick on. Uh song lyrics. <clears throat> Heart,
0: Who Who Will Run to You? That now that is the the single that was mentioned earlier where they didn't say the name of the band. Yeah, yeah. And they also, in a few pages, review that single, but we'll get on to that. But here are the yeah. lyrics for it. For for those of you who've ever heard the song, I'm not among that number. Um and you want to know the Same. words, they're written down here. You don't have to buy the album or went to Woolworths and like, copy it down surreptitiously on a notepad. Mm. Letters page next. Oh. Black type. Are these, are these real? Because this letters page is fucking furious. It's, this is just aggression in print. It's, it's a mix of complaints about editorial standards in previous issues. And a doctor from Kent who seems to think that when one of Kim Wilde's gigs is cancelled, Kim should be on the blower personally to everyone who's bought a ticket
1: absolutely we've got a little letter about so someone's complaining about a a previous article um regarding shirley bassey and Uh tom jones oh there's hell on with that uh it's very eloquent actually i don't mind that from from mr b davies 23 years old not 50
0: i do like the bit about a about two-thirds of the way into the letter where Mm -hmm. he does reveal that shirley bassey is his aunt
1: Yes, well, yes, yes, that's fair enough. And he might as well write... put,
0: "She made me write this." <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: yes, I would write with similar ferocity, though, in that in that instance. Uh-huh. But yeah, fair, fair. Uh, a few jokey letters, ode to an orange, um, clearly written in house to lighten the tone. Yeah, um, and ode to Batman as well, signed by Aunt Harriet, niche fans. Um, and then, yes, as you rightly say, a doctor and a concerned parent. Mind he's having a ward, isn't he? <laughs> He's having a <laughs> full-on meltdown, him. I bet he nearly shredded
0: the basilton Bond with his biro. As a parent of two teenagers, I have, over the last few years, become increasingly frustrated and often angry about what is widely called, quote, the pop scene, unquote. Having passed the stage of pop music inflicted into my unwilling ears by neighbours, I then had to begin coming to terms with my own children's involvement. That is his opening salvo. It is fucking amazing. <laughs> it is incredible.
1: It is incredible. Listen, listen. I have to say, blackout spiel there was verbatim. <laughs>
0: That was, inc- it's oh. utterly... He and others like him have set themselves up as gods, seeking money, devotion, and a boost for their own egos. But what, by their failure to humbly honour their commitments and their successful efforts at keeping aloof from ordinary mortals, do they give that is lasting in return? I swear to God, I write this in the future and find a way to send it back in time. Yes. <laughs> The ne- the very the very next letter, dear sir, I am writing to protest at the photograph on page twenty one. It's fucking amazing.
1: <laughs> the re- the reason they're printing these is filler. We've got nothing to fill that page. Put the complaints in. Put the complaints in. The weird
0: thing yeah. is, there are like some replies to the letters, right? Mm-hmm. So the first the first letter is correcting them, where they've pr- basically they printed the lyrics to La Bamba and they've fucked it up. They fucked up the English. They fucked up the Spanish. It's wrong. So they got a guy who is Spanish who's writing and going, that's fucking wrong, let me tell you why. One, two, three. And he's gone, many thanks, Julio, for that interesting piece of information. They put interest in quotes, they're taking the piss out of the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, many thanks indeed, and for your sterling efforts, and accept a token and towel, a They can, they can, <laughs> it's, you know, yeah. <laughs> but they can reply to letters when they want to. Yes. But the fucking furious ones are complain, they're just like, I'm not going to say anything to that, we're just going to fucking go on to the next letter, there we fucking go. He's, he's made yep, his yep. point, I don't give a fuck.
1: So that's two sections of the magazine that we actually condone. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll flick on. And adverts, 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 many adverts. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. Smash Hits is all about the world of pop and rock. And, as you would expect to find, we have some single reviews.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're only on fucking page 62. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, let's let's actually review some music and shit, shall we?
1: Yeah. Unlike (laughs) publications such as The Enemy or The Melody Maker, these are to be taken with a pinch of salt or a bucket of salt. Um, we can't go through them all, obviously, but the ones that stand out for me are the review for Shaken Stevens' record, Come See About Me, questioning the sanity of Shaky, they are.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty sure that's legally actionable, but yeah.
1: Yes. And a scathing critique of Dance Little Sister by Terence Trent Darby. I'll tell you what, they need to leave him right alone, man,
0: because he's mint. <laughs> what it is right? They've given the single reviews to Tom Hibbert, who appears to despise all music.
1: Yes. Absolutely that He describes Terence Trent's Derby song as Oh the song is hardly thrilling Well I tell you what Now this is your fucking magazine So there
0: now <laughs> I mean, To be fair He is ripping into these seven inches Like I'm having a go at smash hits Except I'm not calling it my job so t- <laughs> For what it's worth Tom Hibbert was born in 1952 Right I've looked this up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So at the time of reviewing Curiosity Kill the Cat's fifth single He's a 35 year old man Yeah I would argue that the vast majority of this content he's got before him is not aimed at him, professional critic yep. or otherwise. At all. Um, don't get me wrong, you can say when a shit thing is shit, that's what I'm doing right now, but, you know.
1: I mean, what I have noticed is a lot of the singles that are reviewed here feature in the magazine. Yeah. Um, we've we've got Hart, Who Will Run To You? We've got Bruce Willis, Secret Agent Man. This is what told us that that was Bruce Willis. Yes, because yes. <laughs> <laughs> Before that, I thought it was Harold Fultemeier. <laughs> and we've got copious adverts for curiosity, kill the cat, free. So, you know. The
0: single, single of the fortnight, the one, that, mm. the one that he claims to actually like, is the one by yes. heart. In this, Tom Hibbert, right, calls Anne and Nancy Wilson, and I quote, elderly. Yes. Now, Anne Wilson is two years older than Tom Hibbert. Mm-hmm. Nancy Wilson is fucking two years younger.
1: <laughs> the man's clueless, man. How dare he judge the Wilson sisters you know. in such a way? Yeah, I know, I know. Let's flick over. Now, as I flick over, I see two things that remind me of you around this time. Right. Uh, one is the Bon Jovis, because yes. you were one of the... You, I remember listening to Slippery When Wet at your house.
0: Yep. Wore that fucking record out, yes.
1: Also, you went to
0: Donington. Not then, later. But yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, I, I knew you went at this gig. But you, you
0: were there. I, I fucking love that Smash Hits have sent Lola Borg again to Donington, and she absolutely does not understand the attraction of rock and metal. She's had to Just endure an entire fucking day, and turn in three hundred and fifty words about it. Now, having read this issue far more closely than I ever would have previously, this trip they've sent her on feels entirely deserved. Yes. It says here it says here that a day ticket to Donington in nineteen eighty seven was sixteen pounds.
1: Uh, yes, that that's denotes. That, that, stood that out like will not get you a fucking
0: t shirt there now. Never mind getting through the gate. Um, it won't get you a pint. <laughs> I've looked it up, it's the sixteen pounds is right. You can see just do a Google image search for the tickets. It is absolutely fucking legit, right? But this this lineup she's talking about, right? Yeah. Cinderella, Wasp, Anthrax, Metallica, Dio yes. and Bon Jovi. This is so fucking perfect. If I was Ah. the promoter, I'd have stopped putting on shows after that because you are never going to top that lineup. (laughs)
1: That's that's a hell of a lineup, (laughs) that, for 87. That is
0: incredible. Fucking. You know the best bit? Mrs. Blackout went to that. She was at that gig. No. Yes, we. I went downstairs, I asked her, and she's like, I think I went. Rent out the rest of the bill, and she's like, yeah, yeah, I was at that. Not dismissively Mint. but very sort of matter of factly. She'd been to way, 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 way more fucking gigs than I have. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, she was there. Yeah.
1: Amazing. Ooh. Okay, right. Let's let's move on then. because uh, time is a ticket. We've got a film review, the big town. Nobody saw that. Um This it's a film review.
0: It's not. It's a plot description over three paragraphs, followed by someone <laughs> yeah. saying, I only went because Matt Dylan is gorgeous. And you're like, Yeah. Right, okay. Um Yeah <laughs>
1: No help to anybody. Um, we've got a, a cheap little ad for um, Samantha Fox trying to sell her video and her book. Please, please buy this. Here's money off.
0: Can I just say that I'm almost impressed by the absolute shit that they have to write to fill 150 words when they've got some tat to give away in a competition.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. They they do it, don't they?
0: Yeah, yeah. Next page. We've got uh, another gig review of uh, Stevie Wonder at Wembley Arena. This one, you will notice. Is written by mm. an actual fucking journalist. Yes, it is. It's a short but structurally sound review of a show by someone who loves the artist but isn't blinded by that. Then we've got the album reviews. I'm gonna sit back.
1: Don't get me started on this.
0: Ken, leave a recording, he's on. Who does Tom Hibbert think he is? And we've already crossed this.
1: <laughs> Tom Hibbert hits <laughs> music.
0: To be fair, the the album reviews are individually bylined. So, you know, they're putting the writer's name at the end of each one. This isn't just, like, staff writer, and this isn't one guy doing all of it. These are individually done. And Tom Hibbert has put his name on the bottom of the bad review.
1: I'm just going to quote a little bit from there, because I could go on here, but much of the time, (laughs) the effort seems hardly worth it. Speed Demon, The Way You Make Me Feel, Another Part of Me, and Just Good Friends, a duet with Stevie Wonder, are all, if the truth be told, rather tawdry, half-baked, tuny things. Tom,
0: who do you think you're talking to? This is Tom, who, three pages ago, was given a glowing fucking review to the Pepsi and Shirley single. Right. There we go. He, he knows his stuff. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Pepsi, Shirley,
1: we're sorry. Come on. The, the stupid man. He calls Dirty Diana frightfully rude. What's
0: he on about? <laughs> he's he's playing the part of the concerned parent. uh uh-huh. Dear sir! I I read about a
1: bad album. He says, so bad is good in parts, but there's not a thriller or a Billie Jean or a beat it in sight. No, it's called progression. Move on, Tom Hibbert. (laughs) Seven out of ten.
0: Were you this angry about this then? Yes. I I, I haven't looked at the dates. Is this actually before the album had come out? is this like a pre thing or is it just sort of like around you know a week later or it's, whatever it's it's like
1: a week later i think right, it's okay. somewhere around
0: there because yeah, again you know what listener it's even i've got a copy of the bad album downstairs on vinyl still that i bought at that time not fucking now yeah. for 35 quid um 549 woolies more than likely um yeah you know and again play the fuck out of it it's it is a classic album so there we go
1: it is 7 out of 10 <laughs> Get me, me off this far, page.
0: More, far, far, far more animated about this than the Sisters of Mercy. This is not how I thought it was going to go.
1: Well, you see, yeah, there's two of my favourite artists <laughs> in the world who's been dissed by Smash Hits. I should burn this. I'm going to find <laughs> it. Yeah, I can burn it. More reminiscing as we flick through uh, adverts. And do you know what? What just popped up? An advert for Clockhouse.
0: I have not even seen the words Clockhouse probably since then. I'm just like, yeah. Fucking
1: hell. Absolutely. The C and logo for a star took us back, but Clockhouse yes. as well. And although I didn't buy an awful lot of clothes, well, Clockhouse is the girls' sort of section um, in C and uh But it took me back. I used to wear Jazz Aftershave by Yves Saint Laurent back then, yes. and I could yes. sm- I could I could smell it the instant I saw that advert. Weird. More adverts, more adverts, and more filler. Brace yourself for more filler. What to do if a pop star pops in for tea?
0: Oh, what the fuck is this? Zany, wittering, filler shit. (laughs) There's no no byline on the text because everyone in the office is too embarrassed to put their name on it. Could they not sell two more pages of adverts? Is that it? What it is, right, it's like four humorous columns over... uh, Sorry, five humorous columns over two pages. What to do if this pop star should come round your house? One of the five they've got is Prince. They've opened this up, right? gone, do put sellotape over tufty's cat flap in case prince thinks it's a door so you're like oh this is because prince is short isn't it that's it that the rest of the fucking column is prince is short
1: yep listener read it at your leisure via the pdf because i refuse to go through this
0: shit it's utter drivel even you know even by this point and we're not expecting anything by this point but fuck me We've yeah. got some lyrics for Johnny Hayes' jazz. I don't want to be a hero. Don't know he that he doesn't want to be a
1: hero. No, he doesn't want no. to be a
0: hero. No. We've got some lyrics for the uh, the communards. Their pictures in here for about the ninth time. I think uh, I think Richard Coles is editing at this point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, with their single tomorrow. Don't know that. Not at all. <laughs> God fucking bless him. Yeah. Um, there's a word search. There is. I haven't done it yet. Now, no. I found the word eggs in it. Right, and if you can do that in any word search, you're legally allowed to mark it as complete. It's true that you can look it up. Do you know what? I think I will.
1: <laughs> uh, just below that, we've got the Hollywood Hotline. So if you want to speak to any of the stars, Mel Gibson, Elvis oh, Presley, you know what they, you you can.
0: It's it's a half page advert for oh eight nine eight numbers. This is one. This is like what I'm <laughs> getting like fucking quite twitchy about. It's it's one thing. A very very bad thing to be like phone this number and listen to a pop single which you then don't get to keep and you're hearing it over the fucking phone but, what, what the fuck is this Elvis Presley the legend lives forever Who who's this fucking advert for fucking 14 year olds what the fuck yeah <laughs> you know there's a, there's literally a, a section on there bottom right corner moonlighting Bruce and Sybil nine eight one hundred seven six five, and you're like what how much do I have to be a fan of moonlighting to go I wonder what that is I better phone that up it, it's yeah. 25, 25 pence a minute mine Anyway,
1: let's flick over to something right. called Mutterings.
0: What is this?
1: This is essentially the Lytton's Diary column of the teenage pop world—a gossip column with squeaky clean tidbits of info about stars.
0: But it's parody that been heard that it's, week. It's, it's, parody. it's parody. It's parody gossip, right?
1: Yeah, it's got. Uh,
0: it's got to be, hasn't it? Well, it reads like very, very pronounced bullshit, and I'm thinking this joke might work better. If the seventy-six pages preceding this were more editorially robust, <laughs> mm. this feels like Paul McKenna has hypnotised a journalism student, made them sniff Tipex for an hour, then told them to type the first thing on their mind. It is fucking. It's like Mike Reed. It's gibberish.
1: It is. The way it's presented, it's it's like a it's like an eye test. It's <laughs> just yeah. It's painful. Painful. Oh dear. Anyway, more ads, and then we finally, finally, we get to the back page.
0: We do. There's um, there's another big poster next week. Madonna on one side, five star on the other. Which one are you going to put up? Five star. Look at how look, look at how white their socks are.
1: There's that. Uh, I do like the banana yellow slip ons.
0: Yes, it's fucking incredible.
1: Actually, they're the same colour as a bar of Imperial leather soap.
0: <laughs> yeah, the um the five star poster is definitely going up in the studio.
1: Do you know what it is? Because Dolores in the middle, I'm going to try and do my hair like hers when I go to Sainsbury's next week. Okay, cool. Right, let me ask you this, Mr. Blackout, with all that's been said How many pegs will you clip to the legs of Andrew Eldridge as he's been interviewed by an incompetent music journal?
0: Well, as well as the typing errors, which I should be used to by now in this round of the podcast, huge swathes of this feel like they've been written in that flow state app the one that starts deleting text from the beginning if you don't churn out enough words per minute i know that smash hits run a tight bi-weekly deadline there are paragraphs in this magazine which might as well start with lorem ipsum dolor they're so obviously trying to fill space their desperate attempts at being zany are just fucking painful but you know what their well-earned reputation has gotten some big names into the pages and i have to be impressed with that five out of nine fair cast your judgment sir
1: This was a cultural bible to me back in the day, and for 48 pence an issue, you get your money's worth. The content is massively repetitive in tone and substance, but it could be argued that it does reinforce the anarchic and cheery brand for the youngsters. However, this does date very quickly. In short, it's great for a 15-year-old, but grating for a 50-year-old. Boom. Six out of nine.
0: Okay, fair, 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 fair. Yeah. But I'll tell you what everyone wants to know. Mm. Hmm. And there are doctors writing furious fucking letters about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many steps would it take you to yodel up the mountain? Well, I can do it
1: in as many minutes as it would take me these days to get bored to fuck with this magazine. 44 of this magazine features lyrics to the smash hit loving you again with an accompanying picture of its progenitor chris rear who took an acting role in the 1998 crime thriller parting shots alongside oliver reed who starred of course in the 1968 musical biopic of his own life with
0: she'll never be in
1: nicely done done. very Uh, neat. thank you Yes. All right, let me ask you, Mr. Blackout, how many dance steps will it take you to yodel up the mountain after you have cut out the lyrics to the new Shaken Stevens record and learned them off by heart?
0: Well. Tucked away on page 53 is a photo advert for spoof rockers Bad News, who have amongst their lineup the legendary Rick Mail who performed voice work for 1991's The Princess and the Goblin, alongside Peggy Mount. Well, on your own heads be it. Nice. Nice.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. Right. I'm off to create a mixtape of the song Zambezi by the Piranhas, constantly, on a loop for 90 minutes, where I intend to dance to it outside Pound Stretcher, accompanied by a hula hoop. In the
0: meantime, Blackout's got your socials. Yes, thanks once again for putting up with this. If you'd like to get in touch, you can email peggymanpod at gmail.com or we are PeggyManpod on the Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Five star ratings are always welcome on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to us. Don't forget to go to PeggyManpod.com to check out the show notes for this and all of our other episodes. Maybe buy a t-shirt or call one of our premium rate phone lines to hear an exclusive episode that's only an hour and a half long at twenty-five pence a minute.
1: It's as simple as that. It really, really is. Right, we'll be back next week for the final episode in this mini-series of magazines. Until then,
0: keep pegging. pegging!